Thanks for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. We wanted to talk start this year talking about soul care. And last week, our service pastor, Sam, started the soul care series by talking about the importance of renewing our mind. As we, as we start a new year, what does it mean to, to not just go through the motions, but renew our mind? And he challenged us about what are we feeding into our minds? What are we, as this year, 2024 starts, what are we feeding into our minds as we, we go into the new year? Today, I want to look at an area Jesus says, teaches us that we need to nourish, that we might have healthy souls. And I've got to tell you, I'm excited. Kaz and I were just, just briefly just having a chat there. And there's, there's a sense, I don't know if you get it, but there's a sense right through worship, there's a sense of expectation. And, and I truly believe this morning, and I truly believe that God wants to transform some of our hearts this morning. He wants to do a work in us this morning. And if you're open, I believe he's going to bring freedom. And I believe our God is going to bring healing this morning. And we're going to talk about one thing, one concept about soul, about nurturing our soul. One concept that's often missed in terms of it being a gift that nurtures. Now, even as we, as we commission Sam and Mitch and Reggie up into this part-time ministry role that they're stepping into, following on and, and believing for ordination, they'll be experiencing all sorts of emotions. They'll be excited. They'll be expectant. They'll have dreams. They'll also have some doubts. There'll also be seasons of concern and maybe even some moments of anxiousness as they step into the role and as they seek to serve God and to serve you. And our prayers for them is that their soul experiences a sense of God and his peace and his assurance and his faith. Sam shared last week the core text for this particular series, and it comes out of Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, and it starts this way. Paul says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. He's saying, don't just go along and be like everybody else. Paul's saying, don't just run in the direction everybody else runs because that's the way they run. He says, pause for a minute. Don't live with the fears and the restrictions that others have. Don't we do that? We, we look at everybody else and we follow them, not recognizing they're going through a whole bunch of pain and anguish, but that's where everybody else goes. That's what everybody else does, so that's what I do. Paul says, what would it look like to stop and not conform to the patterns of this world? He's saying, God doesn't want you to be conformed to the patterns of this world, but he says, but be transformed. How? How are we going to be transformed? How are we going to change that, that perspective? By the renewing of our minds. And then, and then he goes on and says, then, once you're transformed, once, once your mind is renewed, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, his pleasing, his perfect will. How many want to know and experience the will of God in your life? I know I do. I never want to miss anything God's got for me. I, I want to be in a place and space where no matter what God wants, I'm in it. It's not like, oh, what is a God can I consider? Then I'm, no, it's like, God, what are you saying? Great. That's the life I want to live. I'm not saying I always live it, but that's the life I want to live. This faith-filled life that says whatever you say, whatever you ask, whatever you have has got to be better than what I can plan. 
I'm stepping in. I'm not stepping out. The New Living Translation says, don't copy the behaviours and customs of this world. I wonder how many of us this morning would look at last year and think, you know, there were some seasons and times where I I followed the behaviours and customs of my friends, of my family, of this world. And sometimes that wasn't necessarily a good thing. One of those behaviours, one of those customs that I want to touch on today, that I believe God wants to change in us, one of the customs of this world, one of the patterns of this world, particularly for those who don't know God, and some of us who do, is to be distracted distracted, and when we're captured by fear. If we think about soul health, we think about fear. When we're living in a place of fear, our soul is not healthy. It's not. And so today, what I want to do is I want to talk about one area of, of soul care. I want to talk about the idea of choosing and nurturing faith. And when I talk about choosing and nurturing faith, I'm saying let's choose faith over fear. Let's choose faith over fear. You see, fear can hold us back so much from experiencing the fullness of God. We talked before about who wants to experience God this year. We all want it, but so often fear gets in the way. Our own fear the fear of what could be, the fear of what might not happen or what might happen or have this impact. We make up our own reasons and we allow fear to come in and rise up. See, if faith was easy, everybody would be faith-filled. If faith was easy, it's like God would say, okay, we'll do that. God would say, Murray, I want you, okay, you'll do that. But faith, when we embrace it and when we recognize the truth of what it's about, it can be easy. Because it's not about us striving. It's about our eyes being on the one who will provide faith for us. See, being a Christian, we're called to be set apart. And if you're here this morning and you say, well, Murray, I don't even know that I am a Christian. I'm, I'm really just checking church out this morning. I'm checking God out this morning. Maybe you're dipping your toe into the water of, of, uh, of faith. You know, when you, you go to buy a car, you might t- kick the wheels. Maybe you're kicking the wheels of faith right now. I don't know why we kick, kick the wheels. What do you expect? What do you expect to happen? Car just falls apart. No, I'm not going to buy that one. Anyway, it's a phrase. We'll use it. But maybe that we want to welcome you here. I love the fact that this is a church where wherever you're at in your journey, just checking God out, checking church out, or fully devoted to the things of God, this is a place for you. Love having you here. No matter what's going on in your life right now, this is the right place for you to be right now this morning. None of you are here by accident today. You are here because God wants to speak into your heart. See, when faith becomes the compass that points north, our troubles become something that we can work through and not get overwhelmed by. Faith is what gives us the strength to carry on despite the circumstances. So it would be wrong for me to get up and say, oh, well, when you become a Christian, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but you know, God looks after everything and everything will be fine. That's not true. God's, God's with you in everything. But there are some challenging times in life. But when we have a faith in a God that we know is for us, not against us, when God is always with us, he helps us through those times and fear doesn't overwhelm us, what happens is we step up and step out with faith. We're not overwhelmed. 
It's not surprising that God uses storms so often in the Gospels to show us how to respond in storm moments in our lives. There's so many moments like practical, physical, actual storms where God uses an example of what does that mean and the response there and how do I take that to the challenges, the hard times, the storms in my own life. If you've got your Bibles with you, Matthew chapter 14, I want to look at a, a moment, a storm moment that many of you may have read before. But I want you to capture two important things that happen in this moment. You see, there's an important metaphor between a physical storm and a mental storm and an emotional storm and a relational storm that goes on in our lives. Matthew chapter 14, I'm going to read from verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he was dismissing the crowd. After he dismissed them, so Jesus had been ministering. He'd been sharing with thousands of people. And then he said to the disciples, right, I want you to get in the boat. I want you to go to the other side. We're going to have a bit of a break. We're going to go over to the other side. Get in the boat, go over there. And Jesus stays back and dismisses. It's interesting that none of the disciples thought about, well, how's Jesus going to join us? But they didn't. Good on them. They were obedient. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself and Jesus prayed. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land. So he's up on the mountain looking out over the boat. And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by waves because of the wind that was against it. Shortly before dawn, so incredible storm, completely dark. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went to them. He went out to them walking on the lake. How amazing would that be? So firstly, you're in a boat. Jesus sent you out there. It's dark. Storms, thunder, lightning, waves. I'm tip and Jesus isn't in the boat with them. And they don't know where he is because he stayed back. I'm tipping there's some fear rising up here right now. When the disciples saw Jesus walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said. And they cried out with fear. They didn't recognize Jesus straight away. Verse 27, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Maybe you're in a storm right now. And those words of Jesus 2,000 years ago need to echo into your heart right now. The storm of relationship breakdown, the storm of health or ill health, whatever that storm is for you, the words of Jesus need to echo into your heart right now. Take courage. It's me. It's Jesus. Take courage. It's me. It's Jesus. Don't be afraid. In the midst of... He didn't calm everything and then said, in the midst of the storm and the wind and a man walking on water that didn't know who it was, he says, oh, don't, don't be scared. So he doesn't clean it all up and then say, hey, don't, don't be afraid. In the midst of the storm, take courage. It's me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. Verse 28, Lord, if it's you, Peter replies, tell me to come to you on the water. I love Peter. God, if it's you, I want to, I want to play. I want to do what you're doing. Jesus responds with one word, come. Come. I love your faith, Peter. Come. Then Peter got out of the boat, get this, 
and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. Jesus, if it's you, can I come on with you and walk on the water? Come. Okay. And he's looking at Jesus. And he's walking on the water towards Jesus. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Capture this. When his eyes are on Jesus, when his eyes are on Jesus, when he has faith in his eyes, he walks on water. When he takes his eyes off the circumstances and he looks to Jesus and he knows, take courage, I am with you, he walks on water. And then as soon as he takes his eyes off Jesus, it says he looks at the wind, he looked to the storm. As soon as his eyes came off Jesus, faith dropped, fear rose. Lord, save me, as he starts to glug, 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 sink. Immediately, Jesus reaches out his hand, caught him. I love Jesus. He doesn't say, oh, you have little faith. But he reaches out, beautiful Jesus. Paul still, still says to him, oh, Peter, you have little faith. But he reaches out, catches us when we fall. In the moments where we don't, he's there to pick us up. This is the beautiful thing. It's not like if you don't have faith, he runs away. Jesus runs away. No, no, no. He's still there. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. But he says, when you have faith, look at what you can do. When you have fear, but I'm here to pick you up and start again. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him. You have a little faith. He said, why do you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Beautiful moment. Sitting in the boat worshipping Jesus. Truly you are the Son of God. Look at what you've done. And Jesus would have loved that. The worship of these people. But how much more the faith of Peter. How much more the faith of Peter. See, Peter had faith to step out of the boat when others were cowering in the bottom of the boat. But I want, to, I want you to capture this because in the middle of your storm, when, you're, when your eyes are fixed on Jesus, that's faith. In the middle of my storm, when my eyes are fixed on Jesus, fear dies down. It's truth. It's truth for me. But when my eyes are fixed on my circumstances, my Jesus becomes smaller and my fear becomes bigger. When he saw the wind, when he focused on the wind, he was afraid. He allowed fear to overcome his faith in that moment. See, God has given us a gift of faith. However, you and I need to live that faith out. Our minds, our feelings, our emotions, our hearts. And it comes back to faith is about what are you focused on? So this morning, I want to ask you, what are you focused on? In the moments that you feel fear rise up, and every one of us does, we might call it anxiousness, we might call it whatever it might be, but when that starts to rise up, where do our eyes go? Now, I'm not saying we pretend that the circumstances aren't there. That's not what happened. It's not what Jesus was teaching Peter. He wasn't saying, I'll pretend it's all good. He knew it was stormy, but he said, don't set your eyes on the storm. Will you look to me in the middle of your storm? Will you focus on me? Do the storms, the problems in your life, do they consume you? Or do you look to the creator of life itself? See, nothing is impossible for our God. Nothing is impossible. The thing that might be holding you back, the thing that might be raising fear up in you, nothing is impossible for our God. 
in the middle of our struggle, sometimes a whimpered yes is all Jesus is looking for. You know, we talk about we, we're called to have courageous faith. Come on, we're called to have, church, courageous faith. How many know sometimes courageous faith is God help? It's the most courageous prayer you can pray sometimes. Oh, you've got to be faith-filled, Murray. Sometimes a whimpered Jesus is exactly what God's looking for. I was talking to Brooke, my oldest daughter, about this message, and she actually shared this with me. She said, Dad, sometimes all I can have, and you'll, one day you'll hear her story, some of her story, but sometimes all I could do in that tough time was almost a cry of Jesus. I didn't even know what to say, but that's all I could give. And I go, darling, that's incredible faith. That's faith because your eyes are, you're trying to focus your eyes on him. Big, bold faith, great if you can bring it. A whimpered yes. What can you bring in this moment? In the moment you're at, what can you bring? I love, I love the passage in, in Mark where there's a, there's a father of a demon-possessed boy. And the demon-possessed boy can't speak and he's having seizures. And, and, and the, the, the father brings the boy to Jesus. Actually, he brought him to the disciples first and the disciples couldn't do anything. And then, then, so the father continues to have this faith and this hope that this Jesus can do something. So, so he brings this boy to Jesus. Verse 20. So they brought the boy. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion and he fell to the floor, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the, father's, the boy's father. And he replied, since he was a little boy. The Spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if, if you can. Father's saying, I'm at my wit's end. Is there anything you can do? Jesus says, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. Now we hear that and go, you've got to have this big faith to believe. Read the next line. The father instantly cried out, I do believe. But he was so beautifully real. Because his next line is, but help me overcome my unbelief. I want to encourage you this morning. Sometimes you might be praying for something and you've seen no change. And it's like you're throwing your hands in the air and it's almost like, I know God can do it, but I don't know if my faith's big enough and strong enough. What a beautiful prayer. What a beautiful, honest, raw, real prayer. God, I believe you can do this. But would you help me in my moments of unbelief? It's that whimpered, whimpered, whimpering faith. It's that in the midst of this, I want to trust you, God. Help me. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter it again. And the spirit left. Why? Because of this beautiful, honest, Real, faith-filled prayer. I believe. Help me. Help me in my unbelief. You see, God's looking for us to respond to him. Wherever we're at, in the midst of where we're at, God wants us to respond to him, to have our eyes set on him. 
Our faith, you see, doesn't have to be bigger than our circumstances. Let me say that again. Your faith doesn't have to be bigger than your circumstances. You know why? Because your God is. You don't have to have a faith bigger than your circumstances. Your God's bigger than the circumstances. All it requires of you is saying, God, I trust you. Help me with this. Watch what he does. Watch how we build your faith. See, faith is like a muscle. As we step out into it, he will build it more and more and faith will become bigger and fear will become smaller. Courageous faith can be as simple as, as a whisper. I've shared many times before about the power of breath prayers. Some of you have heard me do this, but so often we think we need to have this beautifully articulate, articulate prayer before God hears us and answers our prayers. You know, sometimes this is what I pray. God, I know you're with me. Give me the words to say. And I breathe it. I breathe in. God, I know you're with me. I'm reminding myself that my God is with me. God, I know you're with me. Show me what to do. Simple, faith-filled, raw, real, courageous faith. Breath prayer. If you struggle in your prayer life, it's not about how articulate you are. It's about your heart. God, I love you. God, I trust you. God, I want to trust you. Show me what to do. Show me what to say. Maybe you've got a sick child. Maybe your marriage is in ruins. Maybe there's a, a terminal or a negative diagnosis. Where else can I go? But God, I don't understand. Help me trust you. Our Father loves it. Our Father loves it. Your God loves it when you come to him with those sorts of prayers. Jesus said these words to his followers as he taught on the Holy Spirit. He said in John 14, 27, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. Who wants that gift? And the peace I give you is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. What he's saying is, I'm, I'm leaving you with the Holy Spirit who is with you. And he wants you to embrace him. Holy Spirit, him. And as you embrace him, the peace that goes beyond all understanding. The Bible talks about a peace that goes beyond all understanding. I don't understand. All this has happened to me. I've had people break into my home. I've been, I've been abused in my home. And I'm fearful that it's going to happen again. This is true for those of you who may not know. It happened to us in October. And then in December on Christmas night, my cameras go off and there's people walking up the driveway again. But I didn't come in. I walked up the driveway, they were casing and walked out again. They robbed another place further down the, down the street. I share that to say I can let my circumstances, I can let my circumstances, this is why this is real. This is not just Murray talking about good ideas. I'm living this right now, right? But I can let my circumstances get me to the point where I'm living in fear. Now, we're smart. We've got extra locks on doors and we put dowel on the sliding doors thing I push through and I do check the doors through two or three times before I go to bed. But we have stood before our God. God, I don't understand what's going on. But we trust you. We trust you. Because where else could I go? What else could I do? But follow my God, who says I am for you. 
He says, I am for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 7. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. I'm not going to let my mind be impacted to such a point where I'm living in fear in every situation, every circumstance. I'm going to stand on the truth of who God says. He's not giving me a spirit of fear. Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you, God says. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I'll help you. And I'll hold you up with my victorious right hand. So often I've leant into those passages. Many years ago, many of you know the prior to ministry, I was in the fire service as a fire officer in, in Melbourne, in Victoria. And I was in the Metropolitan Fire Brigade and the Country Fire Authority. But real quick, when I was in the... Um, in the MFB, we're in the recruit course. And going through a 14-week recruit course, they train you and teach you in a whole lot of different things. And they put you in situations and scenarios to make sure that you can work your way out of them. And one of them is confined space. So picture this. You know a 44-gallon drum, like a 200-litre drum? I can't believe I said 44-gallon. That makes me really old, doesn't it? 200-litre drum. On its side, about 10, 15 of them together. We were in full... Turnout uniform, which is your, in those days were quite heavy. They were woolen in those days. They're not now. They're made of another few. With a breathing apparatus on our back, masks on, with a mask blacked out. We were put in one end and we had to crawl to the other end. And, and I'll, I'll show you, when you crawl, you crawl like this. If you leaned up, your BA would hit the top of the drum and you couldn't move. So you basically had to do this. It was stinking. They made it hot. And what they're trying to do is check to see whether you can do it. And if people freaked out, all you had to do was bang on the side. They would open the door, open the, the, the top of the 44-gallon, 200-litre drums up, and you could step out. And that would be the end of your fire service. You're out of recruits. I got halfway through, sweat pouring off, and I started, my heart started going, and I started to freak out. And in the midst of that moment, as a reasonably new Christian, I didn't know what to say, but I wanted to get through it. And in my own way, and I can't even, I'm not going to sort of t t tell you, you know, exactly what I said, but in my own way, I realized that as fear was rising up, I had to stop fo focusing and dwelling on the situation. I had to re and I just remember thinking, God, you're with me. Help me through this. God, you're with me. Help me through this. God, you're with me. Help me through this. And all I did was just keep for the next part of it until I got to the end and got out of that situation. God, you're with me. Help me through this. Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom, what shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom, of what shall I be afraid? Are you fearful or anxious about changes to your life as the new year comes? Maybe are you fearful of the future? of losing control, of, of having to step out into something new, of, of being alone. Maybe you're fearful of being alone. Is there anyone ever going to be anyone for me? Maybe you're fearful about speaking or sharing your faith. Maybe there's a conversation you've got to have with your boss that you're fearful about. Maybe you're fearful about your health or the health of your children. Maybe you're fearful about finance, paying bills at the moment. Maybe you're fearful about safety and security or world events and the stuff that's going on in the world right now. Or maybe the influence that media and social media is having on you and on your children. Or maybe you're fearful about raising children in this area of life. Or end times, whatever it might be. It doesn't matter what it is. Our God is able. God, you're with me. Nothing is impossible for you. 
I'm not going to allow fear to drive my life anymore. I'm going to step into those moments of faith. Billy Graham said, fear can paralyze us and keep us from believing God and stepping out in faith. And the devil loves a fearful Christian. God, help me. I believe. Help me in my unbelief. God, I'm faithful. Help me when I'm not. God, you're for me and not against me. If you're here this morning and and you've never thought about a personal relationship with Jesus, that's why he died on the cross. You don't have to live with fear anymore. It will come at you, but you can stand. You can live in spaces and places where you can break through, not because of how strong you are, not because of a big, bold faith, because it's because of a big, bold Jesus who died for you and rose again, that you might have life and life abundant. That's everlasting life. That's not a life driven by fear. Church, no more. We're going to make decisions in this church that are going to be faith-filled. Buying 100 acres and believing. When we bought the 100 acres, we, we weren't a church filling this place, but we believed our God is able. And we knew what He was saying to us. And we said we can step back and be fear-filled, or we can step forward and we can be faith-filled. God, you're with me. Show me what to say. Show me what to do. Church, maybe for you, it's praying prayers that you've never prayed before. Believing for things you've never believed for beyond before. James chapter 4 says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Come near to him with faith and watch what he does. See, Peter's eyes when he was on Jesus... He achieved something supernatural. When Peter stopped looking at his circumstances and set his eyes on Jesus, he walked on water. People go, oh, Peter, you blew it. You have little faith. Whoa. He walked on water. Hands up who's walked on water before. See, the first part of that is, wow. In the midst of his storm, his eyes focused. His faith was filled with Jesus. See, this is how we fight our storms. This is how we fight our storms. Faith. This is how we fight our battles. Faith. This is how we fight our battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. It's with faith, not fear. This is how I fight my battles. Come on. This is how we fight them with faith in Jesus. Not looking at fear. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. One more. This is how I fight my battles. If you've got a battle, you stand up in faith right now. It may look. This is how I fight my battles. Jesus. This is how I fight my battles. That's right. Oh, it may look. 
It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on, church. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. By Jesus. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, we'll be a church of faith. No fear. This is how I fight my battles. Faith. Faith-filled. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Keep singing that. Do you know this morning, this morning you need to know that Jesus is for you and He is with you. And this fear that you've been carrying for so long, you don't have to carry that anymore because He wants to bring a faith in you. Bob says, faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. So right now, look at that situation. Look at that storm. Look at that battle. And recognize that all you need to do is turn to Jesus. See, the name of Jesus will overcome. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. You know, it may look like you're surrounded. But God's with you. God's with you. God is for you this morning. I want you to capture this. He's for you. He's for you. It may look. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Jesus is for you, not against you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight So this morning, this morning, in this moment right now, in this moment right now, it's a time for faith. So if you've got a storm that you want to work through right now and you need Jesus in this moment, we want to pray for you. I want to pray for you right now. So there's not a whole lot of room, but why don't you get out of your chairs when you come to the front. If you need to say, you know what? This is my moment of faith. This is my moment of faith. I need prayer. I need the Jesus, Murray, you're talking about. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus into your life or maybe there's a storm right now where you go, I don't know. Help me in my unbelief. Help me. I don't know that I've got faith to believe this. We're a church that believes in the power of prayer. So if you need Jesus moving in your life right now, why don't you come? Why don't you come? We're going to pray. We're going to pray and we're going to believe in a God who is able. Wherever your faith's at, maybe you need faith for your child who's a long way from God. And you've been praying and you've been praying and you've been praying and you've been praying. Faith as small as a mustard seed will move that mountain. Maybe for you, it's you don't know what the future looks like. You have no idea what tomorrow looks like. And you need the faith of God in you. Whatever that looks like. You may have your own ideas around what you want out of life, but you just need your Jesus. Wherever it's at, keep coming. Don't miss this moment, church. Don't miss this moment. We're going to pray and we're going to believe in the God who is able to do immeasurably more than we can hope or believe. There's been an expectation this morning ever since we started our 8.30 prayer. There was an expectation that God is going to move powerfully. 
And it's not a matter of how articulate our prayers are. I've mentioned that. It's not about how articulate our prayers are. It's about how big our God is. Amen? Let's sing it. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. We're standing in faith, Jesus. We're standing in faith right now. This is how I fight my Father, in the name of Jesus. You see every heart that's come forth. You see every heart, you see every hand that's raised, Lord God. I pray a faith that goes beyond all understanding right now, Lord God. There's whimpering faith right now. Just ask, just say the name of Jesus. Just say His name. The name of Jesus, who's going to bring healing, who's going to bring wholeness to your life, who's going to bring reconciliation to that relationship. Whatever it is, give it to Him. Turn your hands, turn your eyes, turn your hearts to Jesus. Not the circumstance. We're not looking at the circumstance anymore. We're looking at Jesus who overcame death, who overcame hell, that wants you to live a life, an abundant life. And He calls you to an abundant life, not because of how strong you are, but how big our God is. So Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I want you to pour out your faith, your love, your presence, your healing, your wholeness, your direction, your future. A whole lot of people that know they need to be down the front, but fear is actually holding you back. And a part of breaking that fear is to take a step. And so I'm just believing there's more. There's more people to come down here. There's more people that need that to be broken. And taking that step is pushing through with boldness and faith and saying, that's it. That's all I needed. It's all I needed. Break the fear. That's right. Come on. Break it. Step. Take the step. Take the step. Well done, sweetie. There's more. There's more. So as more come, come on, guys. This is, how this is about the boldness we talked about earlier. Come on. Come on. This is how I find my back. We want God to be the victor in this place. We want Jesus' name to be lifted high. Break the things that are binding you from being all that God has created you to be. You know what they are. Come on. You're not here by accident this morning. Some of you haven't been to church for a while and you're here and you're not here by accident. Some of you come every week, you are not here by accident. Holy Spirit wants to do a healing work. He wants to do a healing work. This is not the way we plan to finish this service. How good is our God? Holy Spirit, come. We're just going to keep doing that. We're going to... Small group leaders, coaches, come. Come and pray. I want every single person prayed for right now. It's getting a little uncomfortable in this place. Come on. Come on. Chairs need to be moved. That's okay because God is moving. I believe there's people that have been suffering. This is how I find my balance. 
There's people that have been suffering from anxiety and fear and depression. And this is your moment. This is your moment. This has been years of you fighting this battle. And God is saying, enough, enough. It's a new year. It's a new season. It's God is going to move through this place. God is going to move through you. And I want every other person that's not down the front, reach your hands out and be praying that, that God breaks through in their lives. Praise you, Jesus. Be gone in Jesus' name. Be gone in Jesus' name. Enemy is defeated in this place. Praise you, Jesus. Father, I just pray for any single person in this place that's suffering from anxiety or depression, that fear has risen up in them, I pray right now, you touch in an incredible way. You touch them, Lord God, like only you can. Supernaturally come by your spirit, Lord God, breathe life, life, life and more lives. In Jesus' name, Father, we just thank you and praise you. Thank you and praise you. Lift your hands, just be thankful to Jesus. If that's the only thing you're down the front, you can say, just say Jesus' name. All things must be gone in the name of Jesus. Just say Jesus' name. Jesus. Jesus. I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Praise you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Praise you, Jesus. It may look like I'm surrounded. I really feel that things are being broken. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Breath of God. Refresh. Praise you, Jesus. Father, whatever's gone, whatever's gone that you have cleared, that you have set free, we know that when the sun sets us free, we are free indeed. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray now that you fill to overflowing. We pray you replace the things that are gone. We pray that you're you replace with your love, your goodness, your mercy, your self-control. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Filled with the Spirit. I just pray in Jesus' name. Praise you, Jesus. Wow. You are Heavenly Father. Wow. Praise you, Jesus. Our provider, Lord. You're our provider, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're our Heavenly Father. You're our provider, Lord. You're our healer. 
You're a provider. You're a father. Yes, Jesus. We praise you. We praise you. You're the Alpha, the Omega. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. Yes, Father. Your spirit is here. Your spirit is here, Lord. I feel like we need to break the spirit of death. I feel like there's people that have had suicidal thoughts or tendencies in this place. And I feel like it's no more. This needs to be gone. God wants you to be free from those thoughts. I don't know who that is, but you're here. And God sees you and he wants you to know that he has a plan and a purpose for your life, regardless of what you're feeling. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Break every chain. So can we just break all just pray now in Jesus' name? Come on. Father, we just pray for those people that are feeling like they don't need they shouldn't be here, that they have a suicidal thought or tendency. We just pray that be broken. We pray against the spirit of death in Jesus' name. We pray that they just be free right now. We pray that they're delivered from that and that that spirit will not come near them anymore. So Father, I pray that you just replace that with the thoughts that you have for them, that you love them, that they are worthy. And Father, that you have a plan and a purpose for their life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise you, Jesus. Just while we're in this time of prayer, can we just thank God for what He's doing in this place? Yes, Come on. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise your mighty name. Wow. If you aren't being prayed for or you'd like to go, that's fine. We'll just release you now. Off you go and pick up your kids. Um, but uh, if you want to stay here and be prayed for, please feel free to stay. Come and get one of us. We'll be up the front and we're ready to pray for you. God's doing something in His house. Let's just be thankful. Father, we just cement everything that's been said. We just pray in Jesus' name that you just continue to move through the lives of the people in this place and this community. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose and to make a difference. If you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at highlands.highfields on Facebook or Instagram or head to highlandschurch.org.au for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.